2: and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin.
3: And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio
0: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, make sure you use the promo code JESSE, that gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. Congressional hearings, what they actually mean. Joe Biden. Are we really going to do this? And finally, yet another video of police brutality. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. All right. We need to have a brief moment of extreme honesty here. I'm not covering the big tech congressional hearings from today. I'm going to briefly cover the hearings with A.G. Barr from yesterday, and I think I owe you an explanation why. Just you and me talking here, it's time for you and I to talk about why. I'm tired of hearings, and this is why I'm tired of hearings. I understand that that's just something Congress does, but I'm a big fan of show me. You know, what's that statement from Missouri, the show me state? Don't tell me what you believe. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Show me. You know, everybody knows that parent who talks all the time about how much they love their kids. I love my kids. I love my kids. My kids are the best. I love my kids. What are you doing this Saturday? I'm taking off again for the weekend with the boys. See you, bud. It's Bud Evie's time. Okay. All right. The thing is, your time and your money, if you look at your bank account, if you analyze how you spend your time, and I've had to do this, believe me, I'm not judging anybody else, it tells you what you actually care about, not, not words. Congressional hearings are exactly that. It's just words. And they all do this. They've been doing this since they put the mob on trial, basically since TV was invented, and they got to have all the mafia guys come out And what happened? All of a sudden, uh, congressional hearings became a thing. Ah, look at me, slapping around the mob boss. Oh, hey, did I mention I'm running for office again? And that's what each and every one of these hearings has turned into. And I'm not even pointing at just Democrats. Yesterday, it was Democrats. Fundraising. That's all they were doing. It's political fundraising. Slapping around AG bar, interrupting AG bar, acting like an idiot at AG bar. And you and I watched it, right? I know you did. I did too. That's just an outrage. They won't even let him talk. This is ridiculous. Why are they doing that? But I had a moment about halfway through. I was like, why do I even get mad at this anymore? Why do you even get mad at it anymore? You know what they're doing. They're not there to get any kind of special truth out of AG Barr. They're not there for any legal reasons, trying to get him on the record about something. They're certainly not there to find out some special information they didn't know the day before. Each and every one of those politicians doing some idiotic interrogation of A.G. Barr is doing it to raise money, to gain power in the Democrat Party. I could go through them today. I'm not going to, but I guarantee you over the next 24, 48 hours, email inboxes for Democrats are going to be full. Full of what, mind you? Oh, look what I did on the floor of the House look how much look how much jerry nadler's fighting for you look at hank johnson look at him taking it to ag Barr. donate 25 dollars. hank johnson's running for re-election and like i said i'm gonna be extra bipartisan tonight it was the same thing today with those tech hearings and because the republicans i considered to be my team today disgusted me more than yesterday i already hated democrats but today, we have all these big tech companies coming in before Congress. You dragon, Facebook and Twitter. You know, Mark Zuckerberg standing there. Well, not really standing there, but you know what I mean. No one can stand there anymore unless you're going to a funeral for somebody. Well, somebody important, not anybody you love. Either way, that's another story. But they bring in all these big tech guys. Why are you doing this? You're censoring conservatives. You shouldn't be doing this. And all this sounds right. I mean, doesn't it? It sounds good. You're cheering. I'm cheering. Yeah, get him. Tell that guy. Tell that guy. Show him who's boss. Get him. Oh, did you see what that senator said? Did you see what that congressman said? Man, it was sweet. He got him good. You know what? Hang on. Let me put that on Twitter. Oh, I'll put that on Instagram, too. Let's put this flame session on Instagram. Ooh, that's awesome. But what are you going to do? I mean, besides send out a fundraising email, which I'm sure I'm going to get. Shoot, it might already be in my inbox. I'm tempted to check right now. Take a look at Senator so-and-so. Look at how he takes it to big tech. Help me stop him today. Donate 50 bucks running for re-election. Beyond that, what are you actually going to do? Anyone? Anybody? Nothing. That's what they're going to do. Because that's what they always do. A big ball of nothing. Nothing. You want to know what perfectly epitomizes the Republican Party? And if I seem salty, oh, it's about to get so much worse from now until the election because I'm salty. You know what perfectly epitomizes the Republican Party? Passing an Obamacare repeal. I think it was eight or nine times while Barack Obama was still president. Passing an Obamacare repeal right out of the House while Barack Obama was president, knowing he was going to veto it and running every single election on Vote for Us so we can repeal Obamacare. We'll repeal Obamacare. Send us your donations. We must repeal Obamacare. Don't let Obama destroy the health care department. Getting back the House because of Obamacare. Getting back the Senate because of Obamacare. Finally winning back the United States presidency. And you know what they did after that? Nothing. Didn't pass a thing didn't didn't repeal obamacare didn't defund planned parenthood how many times have you heard that name me one thing the gop has done in the last four years to expand your gun rights we hear all the time about the democrats are attacking your gun rights okay well y'all have all the power now so you must have done something to expand them right actually no they they restricted them even further I've heard about Russian hoax this, Russian hoax that. I don't care if this offends you, the president himself. How long have we heard? How long have we had logging into Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be, to another tweet from the president of the United States saying, collusion is a joke, this is a hoax, Russian hoax, this is all a hoax, this is a miscarriage of justice, all these other things, right? What happened with the FBI? He's mad at the FBI, isn't he? super mad who wouldn't be i've been i've been on record as saying if i were the president and the federal bureau of investigation did that to me i would in the words of john f kennedy break up the fbi into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds jfk was talking about the cia but that's another matter so what does donald trump actually do i mean besides the tweeting besides the tweeting you know what we went through yesterday you may have missed this i'll I'll, I'll clue you in in case you didn't they're working on a new coronavirus stimulus package, right? You've heard me scream about it all week long. Trillion dollars at a starting point. You know, it's going to be a disaster, right? Do you want to know a big point of contention between Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump? The White House is insisting that a $1.75 billion brand spanking new and sparkling FBI headquarters be built under the new coronavirus stimulus package. Just to recap that for you real quick, we've had three and a half years now of screaming about the FBI, FBI this, FBI that, FBI shouldn't do this, I'm going to clean house about that, I'm going to drain the swamp, FBI, FBI, FBI. And we put a massive pork item in a coronavirus stimulus bill to build them some new digs? Again, stop telling me how much you care. Stop telling me how angry you are. I don't care anymore. Show me. I don't want a fundraising email. I don't want you doing that thing that so many of you do. I'm not going to call you out by name. Don't worry. I don't want your text messages you send to me personally. Hey, would you mind tweeting this? Would you mind? I do mind. The reason I've ignored all of you for weeks now is because I do mind. As soon as you do something, then you can send it to me. Until then, I don't give a crap about any of you. Show me what you believe. Anyway. Here was A.G. Barr getting interrupted on TV.
4: Isn't that correct? No, no what is correct is that... Well, er, I mean, er, what is that on February 10th, Monday... No, no, I gave instructions no, no. as to what the... My time. Yeah, I'm answering time. your question. Well, you got to uh, let him re- reclaiming answer. Reclaiming my time. On February 10th. Yes, sir. On February uh, 10th, I'm reclam- I directed. Reclam- reclaiming my time, sir. Reclaiming my time, and I know you don't want to answer.
5: You are wrong, Mr. No, Attorney That was—he's found he the investigation that found had been no initiated
4: ev- properly. He said he found reclaiming no my time without political bias. He said he found April, evidence. Reclaiming my time. That's reclaiming my time. Is That's reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time without, without any remedy at all. I'm reclaiming my time. Please. When, when people resist Please. law enforcement, they're not peaceful.
6: Reclaiming my time. I'm surprised at your lack of respect.
4: Tell me the name of the cases. I don't have the name of the cases. Kate, where, South where? were Carolina they? and uh, Alabama. You'll have a chance to comment after your testimony is done here today. The, that it is not a self-defining term as they... only got two minutes, sir. ...that they recognized... Mr. Barr, if I... Yeah, can but ask. this is a hearing. I thought I was the one that was supposed to be heard.
3: Democrats look horrible. Democrats were horrible. It was incredibly embarrassing. Today, we announced that we're going to pull the troops out of Portland. Again, don't tell me what you believe. Show me what you believe. Well, here's A.G. Barr defending what we're doing in Portland.
4: Portland, the courthouse is under attack. The federal resources are inside the perimeter around the courthouse, defending it from almost two months of daily attacks where people march to the court, try to gain entrance and have set fires, thrown things, used explosives, uh, and uh, injured police, including just this past weekend, perhaps permanently blinding three federal officers with lasers. We are on the defense. It's, we're not out looking for, for trouble protecting federal property, and specifically U.S. courthouses, which are the heart of federal property in all 93 jurisdictions in the United States. And we have the obligation to, to, to protect federal courts, and the U.S. Marshals specifically have been given that obligation. Federal courts are under attack. Since when is it okay? to try to burn down a federal court. If someone went down the street to the Prettyman Court here, that beautiful courthouse we have right at the bottom of the hill, and started breaking windows and firing industrial grade fireworks in to start a fire, throw kerosene balloons in and, and start fires in the court, is that okay? Is that okay now? No, the U.S. Marshals have a duty to stop that and defend the courthouse, and that's what we are doing in Portland. We are at the courthouse defending the courthouse. We're not out looking for trouble.
3: That's what they were doing. Not doing it anymore. Well, now there's a timeline. Now we've we've struck an agreement with the governor of Oregon to pull people out of there. Oh, don't worry, I'm sure... I'm sure those Portland police are going to dig right in and protect that federal courthouse as soon as our guys leave. Of course they will. Jim Jordan is
1: very angry, though. There, there's no explanation, as I said in the uh, hearing yesterday. You've been trying to get the Attorney General here, let the guy talk, but they wouldn't let us complete our video. They wouldn't let him answer questions. They pulled the plug speak. on the video. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't all the way through. We had more to show. Uh, They wouldn't let him answer the questions, and there was a point where they weren't even going to let him take a restroom break. That's how rude they were to the Attorney General of the United States of America. Because they've been out to get this guy, as I said in my opening statement, ever since he used the word spying and called it what it was, they've been out to get him so much so they filed articles of impeachment against him three weeks ago.
3: What are you going to do? Oh! Never mind, I'm sorry. I think we all know the answer. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. Now, you know what else might make you uncomfortable? The amount of information on you that is available online. Let me just ask you a quick question. You looking for a job right now? you going to be looking for a job? Do you know what your employer is going to do when he finds your resume and that looks good we got john doe here man he looks dynamite that employer if they have half a brain and most of them do now they're going to be looking you up online what information of yours is out there what's on those dating profiles you have got a crime you committed in the past locations where have you where you've been You realize there is a gargantuan amount of information of yours available online right now that you don't even know about. Go now and find out online what of yours is out there. Go to getthetruthnow.com. Getthetruthnow.com. Put in your name. Find out what your employer is going to find out before your employer finds it out. Save yourself a lot of trouble so you can get that stuff off there get the truth now.com. we'll be back I'm going to give you a little inside baseball into how campaigns work you see campaigns oftentimes well especially at a presidential level all the time run polls it's not news president but they run their own polls presidents will run internal polls they never ever 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 release to the public you hear a lot about polling you probably yell a lot about polling you know every other day you'll turn on the news you'll look at the news and oh my gosh trump's down what that's terrible but what you don't do is this you don't look at what's called the cross tabs most of you would never even it would never even occur to you would know what a cross tab is a cross tab is this it's the internals of a poll. How many Republicans did they t- poll? How many Democrats did they poll? What were the specific questions they asked? You see, you get the headline. Biden up 90 in Texas and you didn't look at the fine print. No what no 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 it occurred to you to do so. I'm not judging. But almost all of these polls that are released publicly are released for a purpose. Some of them are very reputable poll outfit outfits who are trying to do the right thing. Sometimes they miss the mark, sometimes they don't. Many of these polls are not reputable at all. Sometimes they're actually paid for in a roundabout way by one of the campaigns or other to accomplish a specific goal. to oh, we, we wanna dampen voter enthusiasm in Michigan. Let's show a poll showing Trump up 20. Then the Biden people will be dejected and they'll just go home. You know, that kind of a thing. But one thing that is absolutely true, early and often, a campaign will poll and it won't release the poll. These are the most accurate polls on earth. These are polls they do not to push votes one way or the other, not for splashy headlines. These are polls they do that actually show them where they're standing, as accurate as a poll can possibly get. Now, where am I going with all this? Well, you remember how I opened the show? Don't tell me what you care about. Show me what you care about. You can tell what campaigns are actually caring about by where they go where is Joe Biden doing events? Where's Donald Trump doing events? You notice four, five months ago, before all the coronavirus stuff, do you, do you remember where Donald Trump was doing rallies all the time? He was back in campaign mode every other week. Where was he? Traditional swing states. He was in Pennsylvania. He was in Florida. He was in Michigan. He was in Ohio, doing all the things a man trying to solidify his reelection would do. Ah, we've got this state covered and that state covered and that state covered. I mean, he'll pop in now and then. That's fine. But for the most part, we need to camp out in Michigan and Pennsylvania and North Carolina. And that's smart. I'm not judging him that he was doing the right thing. Donald Trump just landed in Texas. You remember, you remember all these polls that have been coming out about Donald Trump and Joe Biden in Texas? Joe Biden's up in Texas. They're in a dead heat in Texas. And what's the, what's the rhetoric you've been hearing from the GOP, from the Trump campaign, too? Oh, we're fine. No, we're going to be fine. Oh, we're not losing Texas. You'll hear people on the right say this all the time. I'm in Texas. I have a million friends who say that. <laughs> we're not going to lose Texas. Um, it's July 29th, and the Trump campaign just landed in Midland, Texas. The Trump campaign, I don't care what they tell you, they're worried about Texas. There it is. But Germany They haven't paid their fees. They haven't paid their NATO fees. And uh,
7: they're way off. And they've been off for years. And they have no intention of paying it. And the United States has been taken advantage of on trade and on military and on everything else for many years. And I'm here, and I've been straightening it out. But Germany owes billions and billions of dollars to NATO. And why would we keep all of those troops there? And now Germany's saying it's bad for their economy. Well, it's good for our economy. Germany is delinquent. They're at 1 percent. They should be at 2 percent. And actually, everybody should be at 4 percent, not 2 percent, because 2 percent is too low. But they're at 1%, and they've taken advantage of us for many years. And even that said, they take worse advantage on trade. And I was all set to fix that, and then we got hit with the China plague. But we'll be fixing them. Okay. A guy like Biden, uh, this country wouldn't have a chance. Biden, our country wouldn't have a chance.
3: I realize that was a little difficult to hear. Every now and then, just to make sure you're on your toes, we're going to bring you audio that was taken out of a jet engine just to see how much you can turn up your TV to try to catch what the president was saying. The president of the United States was ripping on Biden there, ripping on NATO, and talking about how much trouble the country would be in if Biden got elected. And obviously, he's true. And the China stuff is a major, major concern because Joe Biden (coughs) has a lot of ties to China. Bad Ugly ties to China, the media won't talk about. His family has ties to China. Joe Biden's out there every single day saying very nice things about China. But you know what? Let's remember something. The major concern about Joe Biden is not just what he believes. It's not what his base believes. It's not just the people he's going to put around him. All that stuff is a concern, don't get me wrong. The major concern about Joe Biden is can he functionally do the job? There's a video, I'm not even going to play you the video, but there's a video of, the, of him being led away from a campaign event. It came out today, and I just, I just didn't want to show it to you because it's, it's genuinely sad. He's got sunglasses on, and when I say being led away from a, an event, I don't mean somebody was, hey, Joe, we got to go. We got the pancake breakfast with, uh, with, with the communists at one. No, he was being led around like a blind man hand in hand, oh, where are we going? This person cannot be the chief executive in the United States of America. I mean, here's Joe Biden, once again, forgetting what city he's in.
7: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work. As a joke. You didn't know where we were, anyway. <laughs>
3: hurt to watch i do have to applaud the biden campaign people though because they have a new tactic now granted joe's gonna burn out this tactic pretty quickly because you can't use it forever but you see that new tactic i guarantee that came right from his campaign people that was a joke as soon as he said it he knew he once again had some kind of short up there and nothing was working right I, i fooled you all it's not good people Mark my words, that man is never going to debate Donald Trump in person, ever. And his campaign, they'd be idiotic to allow him to do so. All right, we'll be back. Joining me now, the Washington editor of Spectator USA, Amber Athey. She also joined me on my nationally syndicated radio show this morning. So I have to say this is probably the greatest day of her life. Amber, it's a bad day in my life because I'm sick of congressional show hearings. I don't like when Democrats do them. I don't like when Republicans do them because nothing comes of them ever.
6: That's exactly right because when these hearings are made open the whole point for these politicians is to try to get a sound bite that's going to get replayed on cable news and that they can then package for their social media accounts and eventually campaign on it the point isn't really to get information to the american people because what they really want to do is play up for the cameras if they were really trying to have productive conversations to get information from the witnesses that they're bringing in they would do this in a closed setting but that's not what this is about
3: What should, I mean, we'll we'll get to the bar stuff in a minute, but what should the rights position be on big tech?
6: Well, I think that big tech has been unregulated for too long now, and it's become an increasingly intrusive part of our life. There's no reason why a big tech corporation should have more control over speech in this country than the government. Neither of them should be able to have that much control over what people are allowed to say. So the idea that companies like Twitter and Facebook and Google are able to have such control over the conversation to the point where they are going to be affecting things like electoral discourse and people's voting patterns because of the way that they're censoring people on the right, I think that that conservatives should absolutely be taking a tougher stance on them.
3: What is the Tucker stance? And is that a tiger over your right shoulder?
6: That is a giraffe. <laughs> and the, the well, Tucker stance is, yeah, same thing. Both animals, you know, they're both very glorious. Um, but the Tucker stance on social media regulation, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I think is more in line with the Josh Holley stance, which is that these companies have gotten too big and too powerful to the point, and not only just affecting elections and discourse, but they're also, uh, they have a huge effect. On things like your family and your children um, because of the content that they're pushing to children. If you go on Snapchat, for example, and go on the explore function, you're going to be inundated with things from Teen Vogue and Cosmopolitan about how transgenderism is totally normal and, you know, boys are wearing skirts now and you have to get over it and go to Drag Queen Story Hour. And then meanwhile, you have these functions like infinite scroll that encourage addiction to these types of platforms. Um, So the position from that wing of the Republican Party and from conservatives is that tech companies need to have some type of limit on how much intrusion they can have in people's lives. And the privacy aspect is important as well, because obviously these people have so much data on you and your family and they don't handle it responsibly at all.
3: What do you do with the argument, Amber? And I'm not saying I disagree with you actually anymore. Who knows? But what do you do with the argument of, okay, if we're going to give the Republicans this kind of power to regulate big tech, then you're opening up a whole new can of worms. Once the Democrats get in, now they have the power to make sure Republicans are regulated even more.
6: I hear this argument all the time about a variety of different issues. And I just think it's kind of fundamentally flawed because Democrats... Are already doing this. They're already using all of the power possible to silence and destroy Republicans as much as possible. So the idea that the right is going to set some example for them is ridiculous because the left does what it wants anyway.
3: Have we entered, uh, not to get too heady for you here, but look, my mind just it blows people away. Have we entered a really post-respect-for-law period in America? And what I mean by that is, I feel like law-abiding, law-abiding citizens, now more than ever, have no respect for the Department of Justice, have no respect for Congress, and really feel like most of these AGs just do whatever their political party wants.
6: Absolutely. I mean, even just 50 years ago, if you look at the percentage of Americans who said that they had trust in government and in institutions like the Department of Justice, it was significantly higher. Now it's down to even the single digits in some cases. And why should Americans respect the law though, when they're abiding by it and they get stomped by the government and yet you have people having violent riots in Portland and we're not supposed to send in federal agents to put down what is essentially an insurrection. So people see this double standard and they're sick of it. And it's the same with gun owners, for example. Gun owners have been painted as these evil caricatures for years now when they're the most law-abiding people in the country. And yet when uh, you know, people come on a, a private property in St. Louis— it's the law-abiding gun owners who get charged with a crime and not the people who are trespassing on their property.
3: What should we do in Portland? I mean, don't get me wrong. We did the standard GOP. I know I already saw today. We actually struck an agreement. And of course, we're going to leave with our tail between our legs and leave Portland to the animals. But what should we have done?
6: I think what the president should have done is what he uh, promised to do, which was restore law and order. And there's nothing wrong with sending federal agents in if local police forces, forces are not able or not willing to do their job. And in this case, you have Democratic politicians who are telling police to stand down and letting their cities get burned. The job of the federal government is to protect its citizens. That's first and foremost its job. So the idea that they're supposed to stand by and allow these places get run down while everyday Americans who live there have absolutely no say in the process, I think is sickening.
3: Amber, every time I turn around, there's somebody on television or a friend of mine in politics telling me about how great AG Barr is. The online memes are floating around of him wearing the Braveheart mask, and everybody's like, Barr's the man. And look at all these TV bites of Barr. Amber, where are my indictments? Where are people being charged with felonies for the Federal Bureau of Investigation being used as a political arm of the Democrat Party?
6: It's a great point. We have not seen any indictments or charges against people like James Clapper, um, who has lied under oath in front of Congress. And the idea that everyone who has been involved in perpetuating this Russia hoax over the past two years, not, none of them have faced consequences for that. And AG Barr was brought in to some extent to try to get justice for the many people um, with the Trump administration and outside of it on his campaign who were wronged by this uh, two to three year witch hunt. So a lot of people are going to be very disappointed if Barr continues to drag this out and not have any tangible accomplishments where he can say, I've held these people accountable.
3: Amber, as you well know, I've been working on the rules for the new country of mine that is inevitably going to come when America breaks up into three or four different pieces. And in the Republic of Jesse, what I have been struggling with is voting. I do not believe for a second that everybody should be allowed to vote. I think the founders would have laughed in your face if you told them one day we were just going to let everybody over the age of 18 vote. Assuming you agree with that, which might be a big assumption, who should vote and who shouldn't?
6: I actually do agree with that. And, you know, I really think we need to go back to this male landowner idea. I will, I will give up my right to vote as a woman if yes. it means we can save the republic. That is a sacrifice that I am willing to make.
3: Amber, you are fantastic. You are officially welcome within the Republic of Jesse. Obviously, you're not going to have any position in the government or anything like that, but we're going to give you a place of no. honor. Thank you, Amber, with Spectator USA.
6: Thanks,
3: Jesse. All right. Well, we're going to brighten this show up a little bit. And when I say that, I mean, we're going to show you a really scary video. Hang on. You know what is scary? Home title theft. And you know why it's scary? Because you don't have to do anything wrong to be evicted from your home. If I read you these quotes about people being evicted from their homes, what would you think? I'll tell you what I would think if I didn't have the context of it. I would think to myself, well, they should have paid their bills. Well, what'd they do wrong? Were they selling meth out of there? You realize that could happen to you? It can't happen to me because I have lock.com, but it could happen to you. Your home title, it's online. It's not a piece of paper. It's online. These cyber criminals can get a hold of it easily. Get your signature on it easily. Get a loan out against it that you have to pay back. And if you're late on that loan, well, it's no different than you being too late on your mortgage. What comes next? You have to walk in the door and say, honey, pack up yourself and the kids. We're out of here now. Don't, don't let that happen to you. It's so simple to stop it. Go to hometitlelock.com. You can even use the code JESSE. Get yourself 30 free days of protection. Hometitlelock.com. We'll be back. Joining me now is a man we need in Congress, if for no other reason than the absolute moron he's running against. This man's name is Eric Early. He's running against somebody who needs no introduction on this show, Adam Schiff. Eric, I've never been more excited to talk to anybody in my life because I really hope I'm addressing you as congressman here in a few months my word first of all where are you sitting that looks gorgeous
5: pretty cool huh that's los angeles behind me and uh this is my district and we're in my law office right now and uh hopefully one day i'll be in an office in uh, in the u.s congress and come back here to visit
3: I know the reasons I want you to win against Adam Schiff, but for you, you're your own man, obviously. Why are you running against Adam Schiff? You're clearly doing just fine. You don't need to be there. Why do it?
5: You know, it's a great, great question because I am very blessed. I'm the managing partner of a uh, law firm between 25 and 30 lawyers. I've got an incredible family, and I don't need politics in my life, but uh, you want to boil it all down. I love America. I love this country very much. And uh, I don't like where I see uh, these these uh, nuts on the far left taking us. I firmly believe we're in a battle of good versus evil in America. I've been saying that for a number of years now. And in the last few months, a lot of people have been seeing it come right into uh, all of our living rooms on TV. And so you combine that with the fact that I, I live in California's 28th district, which is Schiff's district. And I would watch this uh, really reprobate, get on TV uh, every other day during the time of the Russia hoax, and tell me and tell all of us that the he had he had evidence that the president was colluding with the Russians, had colluded with the Russians to get elected. And I, like so many of your viewers, knew from day one that was all garbage. And so I knew he was looking at me and lying to my face every day, and I took it personally. so, you know i didn't see anybody else that i thought was good enough step up i spoke to various people i know i spoke to my family and i jumped in the race and i'm very happy i did and then march 3rd we had a primary there are eight of us in the race to try and be in the top two and uh thankfully it's now just me versus shift 101 and uh and that's why i'm in this race
3: Good. I'm glad you are. Why go back to Washington, D.C., when you could be sitting there in beautiful Los Angeles, though? Because I have to say, and this is the reason I asked the question. I watched these congressional hearings yesterday. I watched them today. And honestly, I indict both parties for this. I hear a lot of this i see a lot of this on television i don't see anybody actually doing anything you know i I see more big spending i see more big government i don't i I hear a lot of threatening i hear some great stuff that sounds good in fundraising emails but nobody actually does anything
5: yeah well listen uh jesse first of all that bar hearing yesterday was a travesty uh gerald nadler uh is a piece of garbage quite frankly Mm -hmm. uh he is just a uh let's say a less uh a less slick version of the guy i'm running against uh but they're they're total low uh i i commend uh i commend ag Barr for handling it professionally and with the class he has uh i'm very happy that jim jordan played that video to start things out because the country really needs to see so much of what the um the far left and the mainstream media is blocking the country from seeing, which is this terrible violence and these riots that are, uh, going on in, in these cities that are led by these, these spineless, uh, mayors. Um, and, uh, but why do I want to go? Listen, listen, like I said, I love this country, man. I am, you know, I'm a problem solver. I'm a doer. You know, I, I, uh, that's what I do. And I'm going to do my best to get in there and do whatever I can to help the country. You know, uh, the thought of, you know, getting in there with 450 or so Congress people, so many of them who I don't have much respect for at all, you know, that's not a that's not a thrilling thought. But, you know, I still believe in, in the greatness of this country. I believe things that can be done. I support the president, um, and I want to get in there and roll up my sleeve, do what I can do. I mean, we have so many problems, uh, certainly here in the district, which Adam Schiff has abandoned for 20 years. He's abandoned this place. He was a carpetbagger to start with, frankly. And he lives somewhere in the suburbs of D.C. In a, in a mansion in Maryland, I hear. And then whatever other time he has, he spends it in Massachusetts, according to what I hear. Uh, he's not out here other than to collect money, meet with his uh, comrades in the mainstream media, give an interview or two, make a false promise, then jet out of town. But, you know... Um, for example, homelessness out here. We have 50,000 people living and dying on our street. Schiff has never done a damn thing about it. I've got a plan to deal with that, or at least I certainly want to try to deal with it. But you got to start with a congressman who cares. Crime is on the rise. Schiff is, uh, you know, one of these appeasers, these kneelers. He got on his knees, put up his fists to, uh, you know, these anarchists and these defunders. I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement. I have been for years. Uh, Not only do I believe um, we should not defund law enforcement, I wanna increase funding to law enforcement. But you know, out here in this state, which is really, I call it a leaderless state, we have this Newsom who is an empty suit. We have this mayor here, Garcetti, who's a spineless worm. And then we got Schiff who's friends with all of them who can't open his mouth without lying. We do not have one leader in this state of California who has come out and said, full-throated support for law enforcement. And frankly, it makes me sick. And then we got other other issues, uh, you know, COVID of course. Uh, you know, my 27 years as an attorney, I've worked with all these stakeholders. I wanna roll up my sleeves, work with the job creators, work with the, um, you know, the people who've lost jobs, work with all the different groups involved because uh, we're going to have to rebuild from this depression caused by COVID uh, and on and on. I, You know, all kinds of major issues out here, Jesse. So why am I doing it? Starts with the fact that I love my country, and it goes to the fact that I can't stand where I see the far left. And I don't – they call themselves – they brag about the fact that they're socialists, which, you know, a couple years ago we know you couldn't even do that. But they're not socialists. They're communists. And um, I I can't let them take our country there. I gotta do what I gotta do to help prevent that. You know, we're Americans, man, as you know, and they're not gonna shut us up. They're not gonna shut us up. And out here in Los Angeles, you know they try and do that. Now the huge issue for me, because you wanna know where all these kids are coming from that are tearing down statues, trying to rewrite history. Mostly white kids uh, are embarrassed about even being white. This is what happens when uh, you go through these 20 year indoctrination camps which are our public schools, uh, and many of our private schools now. You know, I'm I'm leading a lawsuit that's been going on for over a year in Santa Barbara. We're suing uh, uh, the Santa Barbara Unified School District and one of these social justice warrior groups that have been paid more than $1.5 million taxpayer money to come in and brainwash the kids with anti-American stuff, anti-Caucasian stuff, anti-religious stuff, pro-socialist, pro-communist sexually crazy stuff it's going on around the nation we've got to ha- get our hands back on our kids education big issue for me um i'm a supporter of charter schools i'm a su- supporter of parental choice i'm a supporter of homeschooling but but uh, you know our public schools have been taken over by these teachers unions they're radicalized they certainly
3: have they, they, they have hate they, our country they've, they've, and we've got to get our hands back easy. on our kids education we, we sure yeah. do Eric Early, thank you so much. I appreciate you giving me some time tonight.
5: www.ericearly.com. Check it out, folks. Thanks so much.
3: All right, we will be right back. With a heavy heart, I must bring you yet another video of horrific police brutality. How long are we going to let these stormtroopers... Stomp on people's rights.
6: He surprised me with a new bike and it looks just like this uh my old one.
5: I thought, you know, nobody takes a, a little boy's bike. I, and I thought I'm just gonna buy
3: buy him another bicycle.
1: It just showed him that hey, I
4: man, somebody can make your day great. By something negative, you know, every negative situation does not always stay negative.
3: Just remember something for every horrible video there is out there on the internet that gets spread far and wide by 50 million people making cops look bad, and for every one of those videos, there's a thousand videos like that of cops doing great things. I'm the first one out there to call out law enforcement when they overstep their bounds, over, Overstep their bounds. I was the first one out there doing all that ridiculous coronavirus stuff, calling out law enforcement for arresting paddleboarders in the ocean and stuff like that. I'm more than happy to call out law enforcement when they do wrong. But if you think law enforcement overall is bad in America, you don't know many of them. You simply don't. I know tons of them. And are there jerks? Of course there are, especially that guy who pulled me over for speeding last night, 15 over. (laughs) But are most of them great people? Yeah, they are. Really, really, really great people. And I'll tell you something else. I know we've done this before on this show. Why don't you send your local police department a couple pizzas tonight? They just might appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, it's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that,